What is up, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Blake Pace Podcast, and uh, it's kind of a throwback today. I know it's Friday, but we got a throwback Thursday here. I'm joined by Connor McCarthy, and uh, for those of you who may have come onto the show late or, you know, didn't follow my stuff before the podcast, Connor and I hosted a show, the Goal to Go podcast, all last year throughout the NFL season, through the offseason, through the draft. Uh, you know, the show's not going anymore, but we got Connor back here. Connor, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to bring you back to your roots and everything, you know? Exactly. Well, I've been missing it, you know? I know, yeah. Who's been there to, you know, talk about how great Jared Goff is know, or honestly. how amazing Robbie Anderson is? Well, we still text every Sunday, you know? Yeah, so yeah, we, we talk. talk yeah, we it. talk yeah, about football. We I talk know. about our bad takes. You know what we were really wrong about, and we talked about this the other week? Uh, we had our, our most frequent guest, oh, I guess, oh, Eli yeah. Jennings. <laughs> we went in on him saying that Derrick Henry was going to have this breakout season. He's going to be one of the best running backs in football. He looked really good against New England but like besides that for the rest of the season I mean he's been he's been one of the more disappointing guys in football him and Kenyon Drake those two Alabama guys Kenyon Drake's better than him I'll be honest Kenyon Drake at least had a couple games I don't know man Kenyon Drake is on my fantasy team and like he's due for like your touchdown reception and then if not it's just like Frank Gore is getting twice as many touches as this guy how is that possible what do you think about at least he's had a couple 20 point games Derrick Henry's stat line looks about six every week yeah that's true yeah so so, you know we were wrong about that one uh what was some of the others oh the numbers game remember that I quiz you on the play I can't even remember that see if we don't have it I don't take episode numbers when I'm doing these anymore so I can't I can't give you what episode number we're on but we would always start off every episode with Connor guessing uh, current NFL players that wore the jersey number of whatever episode we were on. Yeah, it was it was a it was a bad attempt. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't work out. You were you were always good for like one of the guys on the Redskins, maybe an all time great at the position, and that was about it. I'm just not a jersey number guy, you know. No, yeah, you're not, not. It's okay. And so like, what else? What else we do? We did the game picks throughout the year. Um, I think I started off real hot, and then you came back, and came I think you took one. it by the I end of the season. One. I remember we I picked, won. We picked like five games a week, mm-hmm. right? And we what did a, take five games a week. What else we get on that show? I will say, uh, so there was one thing uh, that you got right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Woo! Blake was a huge, huge <laughs> oh, after yeah. Patrick Mahomes for me. And I never doubted Patrick Mahomes, Woo! but I was one of those, hey, just hold the reins back a little bit on Pat Mahomes. And I was wrong about that because Blake was absolutely livid on them. But we will say our two favorite teams from last year kind of went opposite directions this year. The Rams oh have been God. dominating this year. Meanwhile, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been rather bad. Massively been pretty, pretty I will say that was one of the only few things that I also hit was in – October, November. I said the Jags would be in the AFC Championship game. You did say And it. then since then, man, I mean, the Colts just destroyed them last yeah. week. And I'm not going to complain about that. I love a, I love a good Colts win. <laughs> um, but Jacksonville looked pretty disappointing this season. Well, what's the constant factor there? They still have Blake Bortles there. Exactly. So, you know it's what? the That's, same shit we, we said since day one. all the blame on Blake one. Bortles. It's the same shit. All of it on Blake. And so. then, uh, you know, unfortunately, your big guy, Jimmy G., out for the season. Yeah, hurt. You know, that's not fair. Yeah. You know? I, what did you think okay. about that play, you know, when he tried to get, like, an extra two yards staying in bounds instead of just walking you know out? It, it was a dumb play when you think about it and everything. But I understand. He's in the moment and everything. 
And you know what? It showed some courage, and you know, yeah, I, I can't, it did show some courage. Reminded me of some RG three plays back in the day, kind of oh, flashback. Oh God, yeah, when RG three would never but, get Andrew Luck would never yeah. get out of bounds. I mean, man, these poor guys get banged up. Hopefully, he learns from it. Hopefully, he learns from it. I mean, exactly. I think Luck has learned from it a lot. Oh I mean, yeah, any sacks this year, nope. basically. But I think that's more fraudulent to you guys reaching the draft for these linemen. Oh my God, you know, I mean, uh, it's paid off. Notre Dame has been Quentin Nelson. Nelson. Did you hear he got fined? You know that big hit that everyone it went on Twitter. Um, oh, he pulled and just pancaked uh, Barry Church, I think. Mm-hmm. He got fined 26000 today for leading with his helmet. Oh, my gosh. And a play that just, like, wouldn't have been noticed if it didn't go so viral because, like, they, they put it along with him, like, screaming with yeah, it. Screaming and it got so much it. attention, the NFL was like, oh, he led with his helmet. Fine. Wow. So stupid. It is. Is there anything else we've, you know, just missed on the, the last year well, we that we haven't about, talked about? Uh, Jimmy Graham wouldn't be as uh, effective. I mean, that was a split decision for us. I mean, it's yeah. not a big one. You know, he's had some catches. He's out. He got hurt. He did get he hurt. He got hurt yeah. last night. Okay. Missed a, a good portion of the game. Yeah. I think he's out for a while now. I think I saw a dislocated really? something. Oh I don't know well, what it was. The entire package offense, besides Devontae Adams, I'd say. And uh, well, what the heck they were doing with uh, Aaron Jones last night. You saw he only had six touches after halftime after he was dominating in the first half. Yeah, that's what confuses me. So both of those teams, and I guess – you know, we can even just talk about that Thursday yeah. night game a little because I watched some of it. I mean, we were out last night, so yeah. we really didn't. Uh, yeah. We didn't have much time to watch the game. But um, just looking back on what I saw, it's the, the Packers and the Seahawks don't have great run defenses, and you saw Seattle just continue to pound and pound and pound, and Green Bay kind of gave up on it. Yeah. And I didn't think that was the right move. Um, Aaron Jones has proven to be like maybe the best running back that Aaron Rodgers has had it's since great. like. Eddie Lacy's rookie season. I feel like that might be the only other time that I've been like, oh, he's had a decent running back with him. Um, but yeah, that game, you know, I, I, it's a little bit of a rant for me. I used to be all about, let's put great games on Thursday night football so like we can watch them in prime time. I'm officially on the side of I don't want Thursday night football games anymore. Ooh. I just don't want them. I think that especially, you know, when you put the best teams in the NFL there, and I, that was what I wanted. I was like, I want these marquee matchups. I want a Rodgers-Wilson or the Rams-Vikings earlier in the you, season. Exactly. Stuff like that. It just it takes so much away from the potential of the game. Because you play on Sunday, um, and, and then leading up till Thursday, it's, you know, more time. One team has to travel, less practice, less time to get ready. The playbook shortens because you can't do as much. There's not enough time to prepare. So I think that Thursday night football kind of has to be like a you get to play on Thursday night if you had a bye the week before. And if no okay. teams had a bye the week before, then I just like I wouldn't have a Thursday night game because it's not fair that like the the Packers end up losing that game and you can talk about for whatever reason, but you know, no team is really ready. The Panthers last week, you know, if they had a full week, I don't think it would have been a 52 to 20 no, blowout to I the Steelers. And so I feel like you're just, you know, you're giving a team a loss because they had to travel, because they had to do whatever. Um, on a short schedule. So, you know, I I, I don't know. That, that game was frustrating to me. The Packers' season, wouldn't you yeah. agree, is, is over? It, the Packers' season's over. I right. said that last night. As soon as they lost to the yeah. Seahawks, I mean, uh, they've had a tough schedule. They've had a tough stretch of games recently. Where they played the Rams. They played, I think, the Saints with the Saints or the Patriots. I know they played the Rams and the Patriots back-to-back weeks, and they're going to have to play Seattle, too. Right. I mean, those are some tough games, and I thought the Packers would win at least one of those games. I really think... As much as I love the Rams, that if Montgomery hadn't done that with oh, Rodgers, yeah, you give him, you, yeah, or two minutes left, you give him two minutes. I, that's a I mean, it's not a guaranteed win. 
But with Rodgers in that situation, I, I thought that they were going to pull that one out. But, you know, and they traded Ha Ha Clinton Dix at the trade deadline, and that was probably their best safety besides Raven Green. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> JMU's own Raven Green. That's right. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's over, and, you know, Mike McCarthy's job might be over too. You know, that's one thing I wanted to, to talk about just real quick also. But before we get there, I think – in years past, it was like, oh, the Packers have a losing record, and then Rodgers will come out and say, relax, we're going to run the table, and then they do it. Yeah. You can't do that this year because, I mean, you can, you might be able to have, you know, might be able to battle it out with Minnesota, but when you've got Minnesota and Chicago that are both ahead of you by a couple games now, yeah. it's just that you can't even make the wild card at this point, and you can't win that division. You know, you're going to have to really run the table. You're going to have to win every yeah, game, you, and you're going to need, you're going to need the Vikings and the Bears to really fall and really drop off. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think this this is the end of the Packers. Um, I wanted to ask you, because I also think that Mike McCarthy is, I think he should just leave after this year. Whether Even if they don't fire him, I think that he needs a fresh start somewhere else. The relationship with him and Aaron Rodgers has never been perfect. I feel like they've done it's a really poor job. It really Offensive play calling hasn't been good. I feel like the playbook is very bland. Haven't been able to get a run game. Defense, you know, back in that Super Bowl run that they had, had a really good defense. I don't think it's that great since then. First things first, Mike McCarthy is a head coach in the NFL. If he gets, if he leaves Green Bay, he's getting another job. The, the obvious one is Cleveland. Do you see any potential in him going to the Browns? I've heard that. I've heard. I was reading an article about Mike McCarthy right before I came here. And right. Everything and like uh, one of the biggest things uh, I've seen a lot from Packers fans that uh, do support Mike McCarthy is they still think he's a good coach in the NFL. They I think, think he is too. He's a good coach. But having Rodgers has almost hurt him a little bit because Rodgers has been such a centerpiece of the team and he's mm-hmm. such a good playmaker and he can make his own play calls pretty much that there's always been a disconnect between the two because yeah. they both feel like they can run the show themselves. Exactly. So Mike McCarthy, if he does go and get another job, he's going to have to establish that relationship with Baker Mayfield. Hey, I'm the head coach. You're the quarterback. Let's let's game plan together. But at the end of the day, what I do, what I say goes. And he's got to really take control of the team. Mm-hmm. He's got to evolve a little bit. He hasn't evolved. Yeah, with exactly. It's, the offense has been the same pretty much since yeah. the beginning. And it used to work really well. But now, team scheme. Teams get better. So yeah. Mike McCarthy, I think he does deserve another shot. Mm-hmm. But well, I don't know if it's going to be with Cleveland. If it is with Cleveland, I wish them the best because I really hope Cleveland takes off and they get better. Oh, yeah, better. that'd be amazing. They looked really good in the last two games. Uh, yeah, know? they look great they against Atlanta. Atlanta. They uh-huh. dominated Atlanta after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the offense looks good. I think I trust Baker. Um, we'll talk about that later on. That's one of our segments we're going to discuss. Um, but I, I, I think McCarthy to Cleveland makes sense. He's got the connection with uh, Dorsey. They've, they've worked together before. Um, there's a lot of talent in Cleveland. A yeah, lot of exactly. It's not That's like you're going. Years. It's not like you're going to take a job. I mean, I don't even know what the other head coaching jobs might be, like a Miami mm-hmm. um, that could potentially be open. Denver could be open, where you don't really have, you know, your franchise quarterback that's young and stars around him. I think you know, if you if you you know look at the end of the year, I don't know what coaching job might be available that's more enticing I, than Cleveland. Dim, I think Denver's going to be open. Jets are going to be open. Jets will be open. It's going to be open. And that's I hope, great. yeah. And, and there's going to be a couple more we always... I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think what other guys might be on the hot seat. I mean, man, I, I can't even really think... You know, Chargers were, but they're going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, so it's too quick to move on from Shermer, so the Giants' job is safe. Pete Carroll, I thought if the Seahawks had a bad season, he would try and separate himself from there. But they've had a they've had a good year. Yeah. I mean, the way that they've turned it around and established a run game. Um, so, who do you think takes over in Green Bay? I know we hadn't really talked that this was going to be a discussion, um, but I have I have a I have a weird theory out here. Oh, I want to hear your theory. All right, so so everyone 
the, the, the name that I've seen the most is Josh McDaniels. Okay. It's like Josh McDaniels should, should you know, take his next flight to Green to Wisconsin and take this job as soon as it becomes available. Mm-hmm. We just had a season, an offseason, where the Colts literally set up his office, had his nameplate on the desk, they had the press conference the following morning, and he backed away to stay in New England. Yeah. I think that New England sees Josh McDaniels as the future head coach there. And I think that he sees that as well, and I think it's been established there. So I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to leave. I will say, between all the discontent between, you know, Rob Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady, the relationship for years people have saying it's been crumbling, it's been crumbling. Tom Brady also said a couple weeks ago that if Aaron Rodgers was in this offensive system, he'd throw for 7,000 yards. He said that, you know, leading up to their Sunday night match. What if Bill Belichick goes and coaches the Green Bay oh, Packers? Oh my gosh. That's that's wow. That's a huge. Think about it. Maybe they don't win the Super Bowl this year. Maybe it's another disappointing year. Maybe the you know the the relationship falls apart more. You've got Gronk retiring potentially. I mean, who knows when Brady's going to go? This team just seems like it's it's kind of just trying to like glue itself together, but it's not using like a real yeah, good kind of glue. Funny. It's funny. It's uh they're trying to glue themselves together. What are they 7 and 3? I, yeah, I know we say that, but like it's just it's. You look at how they're able to get things done, and you know usually there's more stars on that team. Um, you know maybe it just seems more in sync. I just feel like this year has just been clunky with them, and there's, the end of last year was clunky. There's been one game this year that's just told me all I really need to know. Not not all I really need to know, but one of those games where I'm like, okay, the Patriots are gonna be fine. They're gonna make the playoffs, obviously. Oh yeah. They're gonna be a competitor. Yeah. The way they handled the Chiefs. When they beat the Chiefs, when they were the Chiefs were undefeated and everything like yeah. that, I know that uh, Patrick Williams is a rookie and everything like that, and uh, he struggled a little bit in the beginning game. He caught on fire. Oh, he, yeah. he destroyed that. Came right back. But Brady, I mean, when they needed it most, like a game like that, they got. I mean, they they won. They yeah. won the game. I know it was a huge high scoring game, but they won. The only thing is, is that you look at that and they were able to pull out the win, and you know, Kansas City did start off a little slow. But like they, they were in the same situation in the Super Bowl last year where it was like, oh, we need you to keep pace and put up 50 points to beat the Eagles because our and defense can't stop it. them. And he nearly did it. That's true. That's true. Point. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just I, I agree. The Patriots, clearly I'm not going to doubt them. But I feel just like with the discontent, there was that huge article that came out last year that was like the three of them just do not get along, Kraft, Brady, and Belichick. Kraft and Brady are super close, and Belichick's kind of the odd man out. They really like Josh McDaniels. Brady has raved about McDaniels forever. I just think that if 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 Bill Belichick just is tired of putting up with 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 Brady with Kraft, and he might want to just test something out, he's left for other jobs before. He was you know the head coach of the Jets for a day and then just hop shipped to well, New he England. Have that uh, type of legacy. That they That's have. true. Exactly. Yeah, he's got the legacy there. And I'm not saying that he has to you know take that job and coach it for the next decade. I think that he's on the tail end of his career. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, oh, Rodgers is 34, 35 in December, I think. Rodgers is getting old. Uh, I, I just, I, I could see it being like, you know, let me spend my last few years and try and, you know, prove to everyone that it's me that elevates them. Because that's the thing is that I feel like he's kind of just like on the back burner and everyone's like, Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. 
you know, uh, what an amazing job Rob Kraft did at bringing in I all these think, pieces. I don't think real football people really are thinking that. They're thinking, you know, you look it's, at but, but peop- so many people say it, though. So many people are like, this is, oh, my God, Brady's amazing. And they say Belichick's a great coach, but I really think that Belichick is the reason this team keeps going and going because they lose pieces here and there every year. They lose their coordinators, and they're always still there at the end of the season. So I think Belichick wants to be like, F you guys. I'm going to go to Green Bay, and I'm going to take this team that can't win, and I'm going to make them a Super Bowl champion. All right, so, yeah, I mean, so for that to be true, you're really having to think that Belichick cares about what the public opinion thinks about him. That's really got to be it. That's what you think. Oh. I mean, that's what I think you're thinking right now. I, I guess. I just think that it, it – and I guess he has a big enough legacy as it is. I just feel like this has the opportunity to be like, I'm tired of this situation. Let me not only show people – or show the people in New England that I can that I'm the reason. I, I think that if he left, you could see the demise of the of the Patriots dynasty because Josh McDaniels hasn't been a good head coach elsewhere. I know it was it was clunky in Denver and it didn't work out there and he came back as a coordinator. I don't know how much faith I have in McDaniels as a head coach, but I think that, you know, if he chooses to leave, I think there would be a great opportunity for him to, you know, get a couple more Super Bowl championships in Green Bay. Okay. I mean, he could and everything. I, I don't know. That's a bold claim, though. We'll see. I think it would be we'll sick. See, we'll I, see maybe I'm just fan. I'm think, probably just fantasizing about I it because think, I think it would be amazing. I think the best way for Belichick to show that it's about him is to keep coaching after Brady retires and then win another Super Coach Bowl. beyond Brady. Yeah, okay. Because then, then you really prove that. Hey, Fine. Hey, yeah. I can still win Super Bowls. So That's true. Yeah. I just don't know if, if. I feel like when Brady goes. I think Gronk goes with him because of the injuries. I don't know how long Gronk's career is. And then I feel like at that point, it's like, I don't think he wants to sit through a rebuild. And maybe he would go out there and get a new starting quarterback. Maybe he'd make a move for someone that's kind of just, you know, floating around out there, a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, and, you know, bring him in. But I don't think he wants to deal with a rookie quarterback, grooming in some new guys. You know, I just feel like, I feel like he'd want to finish his last year with a quarterback that knows what he's doing, you know, he's, he's a good veteran. He wants to win. And I, I, I just, you know, unless you're bringing someone in, I think it would be so cool if he uh, went to Green like Bay. He hasn't been toward quarterbacks before. I mean, Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo. They Turn both away. Instant success. So, yeah, so we'll see. Maybe we should get to our uh, Yeah, exactly. That, that, wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a planned topic, and we're 18 minutes in now. All right, um, but one of the things that we are going to talk about today, um, we're sitting here before, what, week 11 of the NFL season, and, you know, to me, it's a wide-open Super Bowl race. I know there are certain teams up there um, that could have potential to make a Super Bowl run um, that maybe, you know, if, if you're looking at the big four, the Chiefs, Patriots, Rams, Saints, all four of them are like, you know, people are saying it's those four and then the rest of the pack. But I still think that this is pretty wide open. So I want to go through our list of who can legitimately have a shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. Like, if you were to say, you know, how many teams, I just want to know from your list that you've made, how many teams do you have on there? that have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. You got nine. Okay, I've got eight. So uh, do you want to just <laughs> run? I know which one's the odd one out, I feel like. Uh, I feel like. I oh, run. God, please oh, don't tell oh, me. Go oh, through your list, it. and then I'm going to rip on you at no, the no, end. No, 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 do you have them, do you have them, you have them ranked in tiers? Uh, I have them in tiers. All right, so let's let's hear your tiers. Right, I want to hear your tiers. This is my three, these are my three that I think are the biggest competitors for the Super Bowl right now. Mm-hmm. The Saints, the Rams, 
and the Steelers. I think the Steelers. Steelers in there. The I like it. There. I love the Steelers this year. Yeah. I really do. Since the beginning of the year, I know they struggled out of the gate and everything. People were yeah. worried about the offense identity. Have you seen how they've dominated recently? The defense seems to be getting better. Yeah. The offense is insane right now with James Conner. And now they have Le'Veon Bell. They don't have to worry about him anymore. That, I thought that <laughs> yeah. would ruin them if Le'Veon Bell came back. Really? It would divide you that think line. so? Do you see how much hate that locker room has oh, been man. with him and everything? I... And James Conner is the man. As long as I know he has concussion protocol right now, but it looks like he's going to start this week. I, I think this is the best thing that could have happened for him. I know that Le'Veon Bell is a crazy playmaker, but Conner's been better. He's been better. Statistically, he's been better. He looks better. I mean, I just... So you have them up there with with what other teams with in that the Rams tier? And the, Saints. the Rams and the Saints. So you you have them higher than the Patriots, the Chiefs. I you think than the so? So if you were putting money on it, you'd say the the Steelers have the best chance of making it to the Super Bowl in the AFC uh, right the AFC, now. They're my choice right now. Wow, they're my choice. All right, I so think it's, this is a swan song for Ben Roethlisberger. It's been a swan song for three years now. That's but interesting. But still, I think yeah, if they won the Super Bowl this year, which I think is a possibility, yep. then Ben Roethlisberger can retire and Call they move on from that and they crumble a little bit. But yeah. we'll figure <laughs> what happens out after after. That's so, cool. Yeah. I like that. Wow, I was not expecting that. So what's your next tier then? My next tier, my second tier, two teams, the Chiefs and the Patriots. I think okay. they're right below the other teams in this list. Uh, and, you know, my main reason for picking the Chiefs is obviously that defense. And Andy Reid, man, he has a really hot tendency of coming out hot, destroying this. I know they have Patrick Holmes and Alex Smith this yeah. year. Hey, but, Alex Smith, all last year in that great offense, 25 touchdowns, Pat Mahomes already has 31. Well, no, they're a completely different yeah, style exactly. of no, Completely different I'm, style. I'm glad that you yeah. you agree with me on yeah, that. No, so, yeah, so yeah. you got the Chiefs and the Patriots and in there. Mahomes still being young and everything. I yeah. know he's played outside of his mind. Yeah. But still, playoff atmosphere, it's a different feel and everything like that. And mm-hmm. Andy Reid's track record in the playoffs hasn't been the best. So... Yeah, we'll see. That's I, true. Those are my seconds here. So wait, if you had to go one or the other, Chiefs or Patriots, is there one that's above Patriots? Patriots above Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I think cool. it's Patriots, and that's another reason why the Chiefs are down there because that loss to the Patriots is right. showing their vulnerability if anything like that. Yeah. And I think uh, well, we'll talk about that later. The Rams and uh, oh, Chiefs yep. game. But uh, so outside chance, uh, these are my outside chance teams: the Panthers, the Titans, the Vikings. And you know what? Wow. Yeah. The Titans. Yeah, I put the Titans you got in the there. Titans, I put the Titans in there. In there. And you wow. know why? Because, wow. Let's hear it. because I I have me and you have hated the Titans for a, a while now. <laughs> so I, long. So much. They keep winning for some reason. <laughs> they just keep winning. And every time I think, all right, they're about to be trash again, then they go out and have a domination against the Patriots. They went out and dominated. And it's just, they have some playmakers on that team. I love Deion Lewis. I'm a big fan of him this year. He's changed my mind and everything. Yeah. I had some bets this year that Derrick Henry was going to destroy Deion Lewis in fantasy, and I've lost his <laughs> yeah. so. uh, Corey Davis has looked pretty decent this yeah. year. And just the flat out, that I, I love their coach, Ryan Dabrow. I, 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 like I think he's going to be very good. I think good he's going to have everything. a good career. They just, they're a rough team, and they kind of remind me of the, the Eagles last year, where it's just like, they go out there and win games. They go out there and have rough, I know they're not as talented. But, you know, wow. I have them as a very outside chance, obviously. Wow. But they're they're out there. And you know what? Just because I'm going to be a biased as crap, I put the Redskins on here as a very optimistic out there because, you know, in my mind, we're always uh, winners. So, you know, I put them out there. I know everybody would disagree with that. And that's Jesus. fine. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Fine. Oh, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is I think. Let's not even start. We'll talk about that. In a I bit. thought that the Titans was ridiculous. But then you also. I thought the Titans was the team that you were going to say, you know I what I'm arguing with. I'm being clear in the fact that I am a Redskin fan. And I'm being biased <laughs> and putting them on an the outside chance to keep my hope up. And whatever. I'm going to put the three and five Colts in there as well. Or the four and five Colts. You might as well. I mean, honestly, I thought about 
put them on there over the Titans. Oh, God. I, well, I I would have the Texans over both of them. I hate the Texans. You don't like the oh, Texans, too? All right. All right. All right. So I'm going to go through my list. I have eight teams, and I just, instead of doing tiers, I just power ranked who. And at number one, I got the Saints. Um, they were, you know, I've said it since the beginning of the year. They were my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. I think that this team, you know, has underperformed defensively for me. You know, I was hoping after that great rookie season from Lattimore and the other rookies on that defense, then you bring in Marcus Davenport, that it was just going to explode defensively and they were going to be one of the more complete rosters in football. The defense has disappointed me, but the offense has, I guess, impressed me. Uh, you know, Drew Brees, one interception, throw, completing 78% of his passes this year. He's playing lights out. Um, and, and this, it all, let me preface this. I'm going back a second. So at the beginning of the season, I had specific categories when projecting, you know, what teams are going to be good. And it's, it to me, you need good coaching, you need stars, you need depth up front offensively and defensively, you know, deep offense and defensive lines. You need above average quarterback play, slightly above average quarterback play even, and a good run game. I think that's what it takes to, you know, especially when you get into, you know, December football, January football, and you're outside. I need You need a good run game. You need depth up front. And I think the Saints have a great run game. It's a great combo. I know Mark Ingram has kind of been disappointing the last few weeks, but I think, you know, Kamara has been better. He's even improved from his rookie season. I like the compliment there. I think Drew Brees is playing out of his mind right now. You know, it's great. Um, and I think it's some of the best coaching in football. So the Saints are my number one team. Um, and then my biggest concern with them is, is, is the defense, I think. Each of these teams, I, I was like, what's my biggest concern with them? And it's the defense just falling apart in the playoffs um, you know they gave up a lot of points last year you know the game with Minnesota you know just mental mental stuff with that they're a young defense and I, I just worry about that but aside from that you know they're my number one team that like I think you are going to win the Super Bowl number two I have the New England Patriots best coaching in the league you know they'll lose whatever coordinators they lost Matt Patricia they lost Mike Vrabel they're just fine defensively um you know, the lines are underrated. I was really hard on them at the beginning of the season. I said that their lines were, were crap, and they just find guys. They find guys that, you know, are just better than I thought. They bring in Trent Brown, who was, you know, kind of just at the tail end of his career in San Francisco, and he's one of the better left tackles in football now. Like, they just they, they find stuff out of just these random guys, and they, they really just get the most out of them. Um, stars, not that many. Which is kind of like, you know, it's weird. I, you know, Tom Brady is a star. Gronk, when he's healthy, is a star at one of the top tight ends in football. But is he healthy? I have no idea. Um, and, you know, the run game to me, I think once you have James White, Sony Michelle, and Cordell Patterson, that's going to be one of the better running, you know, running back trios in football when it comes to the playoffs. And I think that they'll be able to really burn out the clock and put away some opponents. So my biggest concern with them is what we said at the beginning is is winning a shootout. You know, you saw it with Philadelphia. They, they could only keep up for so long, and they kept up for most of the game. But, um, you know, if they have to keep up with a, a Rams team or a Chiefs team and they can't get ahead early, I kind of worry if they'll be able to come back in the second half, kind of like with Tennessee last week. You know, they just they fell behind too, too quick, and then, it, you know, it was too late to come back. So I got them at number two. Number three, I got the Rams. Um, love their coaching staff, and we can talk about Sean McVay all day. He's amazing. O-line is one of the better units um, in, in football. Defensive line has really had the production, but it still has stars. You got Ndamukong Kingsu, you know, you trade for Dante Fowler, Aaron Donald. They, they got stars all over the field. Todd Gurley, best running back in football. Jared Goff, 
one of the things that I was more wrong on, I, I thought Jared Goff was more just a, a product of the system. This he year he has out. made huge steps forward in, in just, you know, some of the throws that he's he's just whipping around on the field is incredible. Um, my biggest concern with them is just injuries. Cup out for the season, secondaries banged up, their linebacking core isn't that healthy either. I just worry about them being able to overcome some of these injuries, but I got them as my number three team. My number four, I'm surprised that they were not even in oh. your top eight. The LA Chargers. Oh, oh yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers, man. I, I got them at number four. Man, you got them at number four? Yeah, I just, I think everyone is really, I, I was even listening to a show this morning and the, he was like, I'm selling stock on the Chargers. And I was like, oh yeah, let's sell stock on a team while they're missing possibly their best player that they're going to get back potentially in the next few weeks. He, Joey Bosa's back at practice. I'm not even going to lie. I did have him on my outside chance. Oh, okay. I didn't even say that. You didn't even say they that. They were Chargers? my first outside chance. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah. Had him, I had him separate because I, had, I was going to say something about him. Oh. But yes, All right. I'm sorry. So you have the, the Chargers, Chargers on there. I was going to say, I was kind of surprised that by that. Already. They did lose two games to, uh, it was the Rams and, the, the, I know, the Rams and the, the Chiefs. Two of the best the teams. The Rams and the Chiefs. They so that's why they're outside. And it was in the early weeks. So, you know, I just think that, you know, it was early on in their season. My thing with them, I love their running back combo with Eckler and Melvin Gordon. I think it's one of the best. And I think, like, wide receiver weapons, they've got four guys that can just spread you out. I think that they can stretch out defenses probably better than any team because they'll spread you out with the receivers and then right up the middle with Gordon and Eckler. Um, defensively, linebacking is a little shaky. Uh, D-tackle depth isn't great, but they're missing Joey Bosa and they're still getting it done. The Chargers were my pick at the beginning of the season to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm kind of I, I'm less confident than I was at the beginning of the year just because of you know I didn't expect the Chiefs to be this good right away and you know some of the other teams in there as well um, but I still feel pretty confident about them um, if I had to pick it now I'd probably still think that the Patriots are gonna find a way to get in there um, instead of them but you know if Joey Bosa comes back and he makes the impact that I think he can this should be a team that's there at the end of the year um, you know in the thick of things number five Kansas City Chiefs um, where to go with this? I mean, Pat Mahomes, oh, Pat stud. Mahomes. Offensive weapons are amazing. The reason that I don't have them any higher is the defense just scares me. Yeah, they're a defense that that what they do. What I like that they do is they take chances. They try and get you off the field quickly. They try and you know they're very aggressive on third down. They're one of the best third down defensive teams in football. They're not that healthy. They're not that deep uh, defensively. So as the season goes on, I'm a little worried about that. Another thing I'm worried about, like you said, Andy Reid is known for starting off every year hot, and then it just disappears. And his play calling isn't that challenging. It's it's it, He doesn't expand on his playbook as the season goes on. He'll show up weeks one through eight with this amazing playbook, but the better offensive coordinators will add in different plays as the season goes along, and we still haven't seen that. It, it, it's, it's kind of the same creative stuff, but we don't see it develop any further. Whereas McVeigh, Shanahan, they kind of just expand on their McVay. playbook. It's funny, McVeigh doesn't really expand on his playbook. He just gives you a million. There's a million different things different. you can do off of the same. Playbook. Exactly. So yeah, I guess he doesn't. I just maybe his playbook is more open and it has more possibilities. Whereas with Andy Reid's, I feel like it's just we're gonna confuse you with the same set of plays, but we're not gonna gonna expand on it. Example of that, where I remember, I, I think they pretty much coined it when you've seen the popularity of. The play where a quarterback rolls out to the right or left when the whole line shifts and then a tight end comes across and they do that little pitch pass right to the tight end right. and he grinds in. I remember Andy redoing that a thousand times. 
And then, like, in the beginning, it was working every time with yeah. Travis Kelsey. And then it just started getting blown up, and yeah. they just kept running it. So I remember exactly. that they would just go to it in the same situation. It doesn't work. People adjust. Exactly. So. Defenses adjust to, to the his system, and he doesn't adapt from that. And, yeah. you know, so I'm kind of worried about that. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt? Where would you say he is in, in running back ranks? He has shown me I was I was less on him. I didn't think yeah. he was that good. This year... He's, he's turned my head a little bit. Dude, he's I been, think he's, he's a top five nice. running back. He's been very nice. I, th- I would say he's around that four or five it's range. It's so hard to put top five running backs. It really is. There's so many good. There's, yeah. There, the top tier of running backs is so far away from the average. It's just, I think that putting, yeah. who are you going to leave off that list if not? So my top five would go uh, Todd Gurley. All right, keep going. Keep Todd Gurley, um, Saquon Barkley at number two. I would put... Melvin Gordon at number three. Oh, Melvin Gordon at number dude, three. Baller, baller. He's not. He's a he's stud. Not, Zeke's better than Melvin Gordon. I, dude, Zeke better. doesn't have his touch anymore. Have you? Did you see him get chased down last weekend against the Eagles? He was breaking off for a seventy-yard touchdown run, and the Ohio State Buckeye Zeke Elliott would have been gone. No one would have been able to I touch also him. I saw Zeke jump over a safety. Clean yeah. Over and then should have had a. <laughs> no, Zeke. Zeke is very athletic. I think he's lost a step. He doesn't have his like fastball anymore. He can't take it seventy to the house. Teams catch up on him. He's kind of fat. Fan, this is right. I would very much disagree, but that's. I would have him. Know. I would have him at four. Okay, you have him at four. And then I would have, and I would have Kareem Hunt at number five. Okay. And then I have David Johnson see, at six. See, David Johnson would not be a six for me because you know I do love David Johnson, yeah. and I think Mike. <laughs> I think I wrote about this later. Yeah, I will talk about this later. But Mike McCoy was a cancer on the Cardinals, and he destroyed a lot of their hopes. But uh, top five running backs. I mean. He, when they're healthy, I mean, some of these guys they could be up there. Leonard Fournette could be up there when he's healthy, probably. I mean, Squan Barkley is taking the league by storm and everything. He's so I, good. He, he is so good. It sucks <laughs> that he's on the Giants. It really does. Yeah. I mean, that's just terrible. But yeah, I think top five running backs, you you could argue for any of the guys to be in number three or something. And Todd Gurley, even Todd Gurley, he's in the best situation I've seen since Zeke when he first came out as a rookie and everything like yeah. that. It's ridiculous. He least faces the least amount of eight sack boxes. I mean, he he's just he's in the best situation possible, I think, and he's a great running back behind it. But uh, getting back to it, keep going. With yeah, yeah. So I, I had I had the Chiefs at five. So just my top five: Saints at one, Patriots two, Rams three, Chargers four, Kansas City five. Number six, I got the Carolina Panthers. Um, I really like their coaching staff. One of the more things I was wrong about this season was Norv Turner taking over as offensive coordinator for the Panthers. I thought it was a mess. I think that, you know, I thought that he would be a guy that's too stuck in what he knows, and but and I didn't think that he could really expand on the playbook. Cam Newton's playing his best football, I think, in his entire career. He's the it's the best passing we've seen from him. And of course, you know his MVP season. He was running all over the place, but I think that right now he's the most balanced we've seen him play, and I think he's really performing at, at a great level. Um, even without, they lost Andrew Norwell uh, to Jacksonville last year, but I still think that their O-line is, 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 you know, at least above average. Defensive front seven, I think, is one of the best in football. Um, and Christian McCaffrey. And, and this, in this, this zone run scheme with Christian McCaffrey, he's, he's lights out. Um, I was a little worried after his rookie season what we'd get out of him moving forward, but it, it's been a great second year for him. My biggest concern with them Receiving weapons and secondary. It's just not um, experienced enough, not deep enough, but I still have them at number six. And I have them ahead of your number three team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are at number seven for me. Um, I, my biggest thing with them is I, I just, they always just somehow, and it's a game or two throughout the season, they just fall apart. 
everything goes wrong. It, it kind of reminds me of even the Bengals sometimes, where the Bengals will, you know, all of a sudden get two unnecessary roughness penalties and then give a win to the Steelers. They just are a team that, like, with the personalities they have, it just seems like it it crumbles at times. And and I'm not putting faith in them to to really make a shot at the Super Bowl. Um, just because, you know, like even with Jacksonville, like they just collapsed last year in the playoffs. It, it didn't work. Um, I like their offensive weapons. I'm not as high on James Conner as, as most people are. If you're asking me to give Le'Veon Bell or James Conner, I'm still going to take Le'Veon Bell. Um, I just think that he's all around better. I think they're making it more of a focal point to use James Conner. Oh, so they didn't make Le'Veon Bell a focal point? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they're 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 just using James Conner they're more designed runs. Le'Veon was more used in the passing game, not used as much in the run game. I think it's also credit to the offensive line. I think they have one of the better old lines in football, and it's the same group it's been for a couple of years now. I just, I'm not that high on James Conner. I mean, they're averaging what, how many more points a game with James Conner? It's been, it's been significant. Every I don't know. I feel like part of that might just be like a middle finger. To, to well, Le'Veon. Well, how can they put a middle finger to a guy by scoring more points without him? Yeah, like, hey, we can do this without you. I think yeah, that's well, what that, it is. That shows they can do it without him. Uh, but I still think he adds a different level. And honestly, I don't think bringing him back would have been that bad. You put Le'Veon Bell and James Conner in a two-running back set, how are you defending that? I still okay. think James Conner is great. I would still take Le'Veon over him. Okay. Um, Big Ben is balling. He finally lost weight this offseason. He looks healthy. He's mobile. Um, I like their defense. Like you said, I think their defense is much better than people think. T.J. Watt is a stud. Um, I've got them at number seven, and my last team is the Vikings at number eight. I like their coaching. Some of their offensive stuff is bland with uh, with uh, John DeFlippino, former JMU coach, I think, or JMU quarterback. Um, but offensive play calling is, is bland at times. My, my least favorite storyline of the season is people hating on Kirk Cousins because he's balling right now. I think he's been great. I like the weapons outside. Um, my biggest concern with them is depth. It's been I've said it for two years now. They need depth up front. Um, on the O line, the D line, and they just haven't put any of the, invested any of their money in there. And you know, when it comes to the playoffs, I just feel like they get run over because they don't have you know guys that can relieve some pressure from their starters. Um, if Cook gets, if Dalvin Cook gets back healthy, I think you know they'll be they'll be just fine. Um, but yeah, so those are my top eight. I'm not including the Titans. <laughs> if if there if there was a ninth team I was going to put in there, I'd put the Texans just because. You know, I think that their defense is electric, and I think Deshaun Watson is playing some of his best football. I'm going to go a little tiny rant about the Texans. Right. Let's hear it. I get so much hate on the Redskins for the way they've won games and everything, and I understand that. I understand that. The Texans have done pretty much the same thing when it comes to just what, how do they win that game, pretty much. Let's go back to their whole, to their whole schedule. They lost their first three games against the Patriots. No, who cares about the Patriots? Of yeah. course. They lost the Titans. Titans are a decent team. They lost to the Giants. Giants are horrific. I know it was the beginning of the year. Deshaun Watson yeah. was still finding his uh, groove and everything, but they still gave up 27 points to the Giants. And the Giants are just, they're, they're anemic. They're horrible. The, the, the Texans beat y'all for their first game. They shouldn't have won that game. It should have ended in the tie. Yeah. That was Craig Wright's decision and everything. I know you support that. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's the difference between a 0-3-1 and team and a 1-3 team there. Then they beat the Cowboys. NFC East is trash, like we've said and everything like that. They beat the Cowboys by three when Jason Garrett decided not to run the ball on fourth and one with Ezekiel Elliott in the line dominating the whole game pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, didn't run that one. Then they beat the Bills, 28-13. That's a real impressive win. Bills, Cal- number one defense in football. Yeah, the, that is the biggest – all right, sorry. That is the worst stat ever because they – you know they have – the offenses have the best starting field position uh, against the – starting field position against the Bills. 
So that means that the no, that means that their that means that their defense is doing a great no, job. No, that means with, the only reason they're the number one it's total yards per game. It's oh, yards per game. Yard, that is saying. the only stat they're leading in is yards per game, and it's only because that the Bills are so bad on offense that they're giving them the ball with the best field position. There's not enough time to give up. I think uh, their defense is pretty good, man. It's it's. I, I think also I think their coaching best. is. I think their coaching. Yeah, is I think their amazing. coaching is good, but I think their team. Is not right. good. No part of their team. Okay, but still, 28-13. Then they beat the Jaguars. Jaguars have been awful. Mm-hmm. They've been awful. Beat the Jaguars 27. Their biggest, most impressive win to me was against Miami, I guess, with Brock Osweiler. Because it was actually a dominating win, 42-23. Right. That was a domination game. Then they just beat the Denver Broncos 19-17. Not really that impressive either. So... I think this is the Texans' statement game if they beat the Redskins this week. If they, yeah, they need to, they need to dominate the Redskins. Yeah. They need to to prove to me that they're a real contender because the, everything is set up for the Texans to win this game by a lot. Yeah. If you think about it, the Redskins' defense has been good this year. Mm. Their biggest hole is pass defense. We, if you can pass the ball, usually you can rip us for a lot of yards. Yep. And that should be the Texans' strength too. Yeah. And it's throwing the ball. Throwing the ball. Yeah. Sean Watson, Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins now. Our offensive line is in shambles. <laughs> Absolute shambles. Yeah. We have no good. Oh, Connor's alarm going oh, off. Sorry, Way no. to break I it know, up. I know, I know. I have a couple alarms. You were just going on a rant. I know, I know. But I'm saying, that. still, the Redskins, they need to dominate them in every aspect of the game. Our line, J.J. Watt and Javion Clowney should have at least four or five sacks. Alex Smith and they don't. <laughs> Poor they Alex should. Smith. They should. And Adrian Peterson should get pretty much no yards gained. I mean, if you think about it, they have one of the most talented defensive lines in football, right? I mean, yeah. they do. And we have Morgan Moses on one leg out there who seems to be injured all the time and still goes out there and plays. Trent Williams is gone. Brandon Sheriff, who was our best player, I think, on this year, he was a huge difference maker on that offensive line. Right. Gone. Yeah. Our center, who's not even that good anyway, roll here. So. The Texans need to dominate this game. And if they somehow lose this game, I think that shows more about how the Redskins are actually a decent team than the oh, Texans. Yeah. yeah. It's Texans. an interesting game because both of these teams we've talked I mean, like you just said yeah. with the Texans. Uh, but the, the Redskins' wins have been ugly, yeah. and the Redskins, you know, lose to the Colts week two or whatever, week three. Yeah. Colts aren't looking that bad anymore. So, you know what? They've. It's crazy, man. They yeah. might have one of the better offensive lines in football. That's what I'm saying. And it, it was two years ago, you could have said it was the worst. Yeah, and that's why that's one of the outlier games for the Redskins this yeah. year was the Colts' ability to, to, to handle yeah. our defensive line. Exactly. So No, okay, so I get that with the with the with the Texans. Maybe I'm just thinking too much on to you know, it just week by week I feel like Deshaun Watson has looked better and better and better, and he's kind of returning to what we saw at the beginning of last season. I guess my biggest thing with them is I think their defense, as long as they can stay healthy, um, I think that they still have a, a pretty good shot to win this division, given the lead that they currently have on it. I think, what, they're 6-3, and three, and uh, who else? And the Colts and Titans are both 4-5 and five right now, so they've got, a, they've got a couple game lead on them, and I still think they pull out with the division. Um, and I, just, I, I think that Deshaun Watson is, is a game-changer. I think that he has the ability to be one of those guys that can really take over a game. And and then if they can stay healthy defensively, uh, you know, it's one of the best, better front sevens in football. I really like, you know, Honey Badgers looked good. J.J. Watts looked good back. Jadavion Clowney's a baller. Um, they'd be my outside the outside chance. I think that they would have, man, Connor, you were just putting up I'm all the sorry. sounds on the show right I'm, now, I'm, man. I have, a, I have a pro football focus though. Oh, sorry. pro football I focus. No, no, sorry, it's actually just ESPN. I was just looking oh, okay. at the statistics. It, gotcha. wasn't, it wasn't their statistics or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay. I mean, I just, 
So you thought the Demarius Thomas next week. Um, I mean, Will Fuller was a huge part of this offense. Dude, this yeah, game. that's a huge I loss. I think that's a absolutely, like, it's a devastating loss for them. Because yeah. he stretched the field. And he was exactly. Really, you, he take, was, you can take the top off and then work the rest of the receivers. Demarius Thomas is not that skill set. That's no, not what he does. He doesn't have the speed. I mean, Deshaun Watson, no doubt he did targets DeAndre Hopkins a ton. And he should target him. But he was more. He was half of his targets last week. Half of his targets went to DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. Play a team like the Patriots or something like that. They're, they're going to take away your best weapon. Yeah. Play a team that, that's good at taking away your best weapon. Take away DeAndre Hopkins. Who's, who's Sean Watson throwing to? Demarius Thomas, who is uh, past his prime. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, Kute, I guess, has to step up Kiki, a little bit. Kiki, Yeah, Kiki, Kiki Kudi. I guess he has to step up a little bit. Still, yeah, I can't say his name yeah. very well. Kiki. But still, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of the Texans. But I guess we should keep going, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've, we've kind of been rolling along yeah. through here. So, um... What do we want to talk about? We, I mean, we we were talking about the Redskins. Do you want to talk about the oh, NFC we can East? Talk about the NFC East. I'm All right. Hear your so, so yeah, my thing with the NFC East. Go ahead and say it. It's it's, say it's just a mess of a division, and it's kind of unfortunate one of these teams has to make it into the playoffs. I, I'm kind of just I don't want to see any of these teams make the postseason. I don't want to watch the Redskins play. You know, who would they end up playing? They play one of the the wild card teams. Play like the Bears or the Vikings no, or the Panthers. I just I I just I don't. I, I don't want to see the Redskins in there. I don't want to see the Cowboys in there. I don't want to see the even the Eagles in there. The Eagles are not the same. And when they lose, uh, who they lose, Darby? Yeah. Ronald Darby for the season? I mean, man, that was like their one good guy in the secondary. I just, I don't want to see any of these teams. Unless the Giants make a run. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I would want to see the Giants see back okay. in the postseason. Because playoff Eli play Manning play. is all baller. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, all right, so if you if, so, are you gonna say that that do you think the Redskins end up winning this division? I, I think they do based off of okay. the rest of the NFC East not being strong at all, okay. and the Redskins' schedule. Oh right, yeah, let me. I want to hear the Redskins' schedule the rest okay. of the way. What is it? It's a lot about the NFC. Do you right? have it up there? Up, yeah, yeah you if you could pull up. that up, because I want to pull up um, my my preseason pick. I had the the Cowboys winning the division. Um, I thought that you know I, I love their defensive line. Of course, their offensive line was nice. It's a, it's banged up. It's really banged up. Um, and I was, I guess I was hoping to see, you know, I knew there were questions in the receiving game. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was a problem and Dak's not the best passer. Amari Cooper has looked pretty good in his first two games. Not, not amazing, not blowing me away. I don't like seeing him wear 19. I think 19's an ugly jersey number. I hope next year someone leaves and he gets to switch back to 88 or mm-hmm. whatever he was before. Um, well, I mean, every, uh, let, I know you just made a point and everything. Everybody's dealing with injuries. The Redskins are dealing with more injuries than... Pretty much, it. I mean, we are missing three of our top four receiving options: Crowder. Uh, yeah, but you Paul also Richardson, have a quarterback that sucks. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> I mean, like, what what quarterback would succeed in this situation right now? What quarterback would succeed? I mean, any. And he hasn't turned the ball over, which is the biggest yeah, but, difference. Yeah, but that's no, that's so you can't. Alex Smith th- never turns the ball over. Kirk Cousins, all right. Kirk Cousins turned the ball over so many times, and that was one of the biggest problems. Dude, I'd rather have a guy that will take the shot and not just check down every play. I wouldn't. Alex Smith has I'm not. I'm telling you, good. I wouldn't with this team right now. Dude, it doesn't help. It's all about our defense. We have, and this is, uh, I'm telling you, this stat is so important. Trust Way has been our MVP, one of our MVPs this year. Our punter. We opponents start have the worst starting field position against us. That is why we have been able to succeed. Alex Smith isn't turning the ball over in our own territory. Kirk Cousins did that usually once a game, and that was a huge factor for us. Mm-hmm. I know that we had better offense back then, so we were putting up more points, but our defense is the strong suit of our team by far. We have to make sure that the opponent is having long drives and can make success- mistakes. That's what we have to do right now. 
So, and Trust Way has been ridiculous this year, if you didn't know from a punter standpoint. He has says 43 punts inside the 20, no touchbacks. <laughs> no touchbacks. Not a single touchback this Pretty year. Pretty good. That is one of the biggest stats. That's why we're at winning these games. But, yeah, the Redskins, they play the Texans this week. It's going to be a huge. That's one of our toughest games. I think that is our toughest game, except for the Titans game. Those two, two are going to be our biggest ones. Right. We play the Cowboys, who we've already beaten once. It's going to be a tough game because we're at the Cowboys Stadium and everything like that. We have the Eagles twice, and we have the Giants once. And so, I mean, we're playing the NFC East for the majority of this and everything like that. Plus, the Eagles. Have you seen the Eagles' schedule? They have the Saints and the Rams. That's two losses. Right now. Yeah, that's two losses right there. And the Cowboys' schedule. Uh, what's good to the Cowboys' It's not I just terrible. It's not terrible. It's uh, So, they, they still have to play. I mean, they have to play, they the, play Saints, the Saints. Play the Falcons this week. They get the Redskins again. But they also get the Colts and the Bucks. Uh, who knows what the Colts will look like by then. Listen, I, I guess with the lead that you have, Two game lead. I'd be surprised. I don't know, man. I, I just I, I think Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith. The point that you made about Alex Smith being great for this team, not turning the ball over in the red zone. I'm and not stuff, saying he's great. I think I think that I think that's great for the regular season. But we oh. saw but we saw in the playoffs. We we saw in the Super Bowl. You need a guy that's going to take your shots. You, you and I I've never seen Alex Smith take a shot. We're not talking about playoffs right now. We're talking about winning the NFC. You're right. You're right. That's what I'm okay. saying. And for this team right now. Until we get some of our linemen back and everything like that. Okay. I want to see what our team looks like at full. And there's a guy coming back this week that a lot of people are like don't even know probably, and I think he's going to make a decent difference on this team this week. Trey Quinn. He's, uh, he's our wide receiver. He was Mr. Irrelevant this year. Oh, he, oh he was really? Mr. Irrelevant this year. He's, wow. a little, he's a little small white guy that's a little slot receiver. And Crowder's been out. He was our backup to Crowder. Hmm. We have had no slot receiver this year. Maurice Harris was playing in the slot for us. He's an outside receiver. He's not even that guy. I know he had a couple good games and everything. I've been watching him for a long time. He has good hands, but he creates no separation. I'm I'm a fan of Trey Quinn, and I think he's actually going to – and Smith looked like him in the preseason. He looked at him a decent amount. I heard they had good chemistry in the practice, in camp and everything. Mm-hmm. He was hurt week one, went on IR. I think Trey Quinn's going to make a difference this week. I think he's going to catch a couple first down catches. Nothing huge or anything like that. He might end up with like five or six receptions for 60 yards. But I think those that's what that's Alex Smith likes. Impact, yeah. We're a West Coast offense. That's a West Coast guy. That's a perfect West Coast guy to put back in there. And we'll finally have a slot receiver. If you had to say there was a team that wouldn't that would win this division instead of the Redskins, where would you go? The Eagles. You'd go Eagles over I the Cowboys? Eagles. I think the Cowboys, yeah. I, I I and the main reason, Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a he's not a good quarterback. No. He's not a good quarterback. I think they need to use him as a as essentially a wildcat quarterback. I oh, think he, I think he should you be running what, it. I thought of, uh, Jason Witten has not been a good announcer this year. He's been perfect. oh god, I've hated but the money. You, the Monday Night Crew has been it's terrible. terrible. It's, it's absolutely oh, I miss terrible. John Gruden so much. Oh, no, you don't have to tell me. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Witten has been terrible. But the game that he uh, did with the Cowboys, and he basically said Dak doesn't know how to go through his reads, I thought that was hilarious because Dak does. He locks on to one receiver. He knows where the ball is going, and if it's not going there, he's either tucking and running or trying to find Zeke or something like that. He's doing his dump offs. He's not a good quarterback going through his reads. He's not particularly accurate. He's athletic, and he can make a couple throws a game, but he's just not consistent enough to be an NFL quarterback, in my opinion, or a Mm -hmm. starting NFL quarterback. So. So... Any of these teams in the division, I guess. My next question. Whoever wins this division, Redskins, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants win out. Yeah. Make it to 9-7 and seven on the season. <laughs> uh, do any of these teams have the potential to at least win one game? In the playoffs? In the playoffs. I think, yeah, I think that... Because they're going to be because yeah. they're going to be facing one of the three teams. If they win in the division, they're going to be facing... I can't tell you how... The Bears, the Vikings, or the... Uh, 
Panthers, it's looking like. That's going to be the way it shakes up. It's gonna, we beat gonna be the Panthers. <laughs> we beat them once already. Yeah, that's true. But what do you – all right, so so I, I don't – I just – It's not like we – I thought that was kind of a fluke game. I didn't think it was a fluke game. Did you watch that game? Yeah. We dominated them for most of the game. And they came back in the fourth quarter and made a couple drives. Then we stopped them when we needed it. I mean, uh, you can't – I mean, we beat the Packers to the handle. But, like, I know Packers aren't that good anyway. But they're not a bad team either. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a possibility they could win. I don't think it's likely that okay. one of the NFC's teams wins. I mean, if the Eagles somehow make it, maybe they make a run with Carson Wentz. Yeah. That's the only reason I can say right. it. But I can't tell you how much of a dream scenario it would be if we played the Vikings and then Kirk Cousins threw a fourth-quarter pick just to end the game. Oh, that would make me – honestly, I would cry right there. It would make me so All happy. I want is for the Vikings to play the Redskins in the playoffs now and the Vikings and Kirk Cousins just oh, to please, dominate please, Kirk her Cousins, defense. Just throw one I don't think you guys us. will be able to keep up with Thielen or Diggs. Oh, if Quentin Dunbar comes back – Norman has played much better since uh, his calling out pretty much. He has yeah. played much better. He played good against Mike Evans this last week if anybody was watching. I know he had one holding call that was pretty bad on the goal line, but it was a very iffy call, if anything. Yeah. He had a great interception on that one throw, that overthrow and everything, and that's an interception he hasn't made in the past two years, so I was really excited to see that. Right. But Quentin uh, Dunbar, our second cornerback, he's been dealing with injuries for a while now, and when he's on the field, it's an obvious difference. I'm telling you, he's a good cornerback. Uh, he's not a leader or anything, but I think it makes a huge difference in our secondary. And haha, and Swearinger's been playing out of his mind. Swearinger's been playing very well this year. Swearinger. been very good. Yeah. Um... I don't know really where – that was kind of just all over the place about the NFC East. I don't know if there was one specific thing that, you know, it, it focused on. I feel like we just talked about the landscape of that division. But, yeah. you know, I, I feel like, you know, looking at the schedules, the Redskins do have a pretty easy way out. I don't have faith in any I, – I, like I said, I don't want to see any of these teams in the playoffs. I would rather see a third team from – you know, or a second team from a division get in instead. Um but either way, you know, one of these teams is going to have to make it to the playoffs. I don't think any of them will really be able to make a run. Um, you know, I, we, we're going to have a conversation about rookie quarterbacks. I feel like we could save that for another episode. Are you going to come back on here? Are we going to start doing this more often? Yeah, I can start doing it. Yeah. All right, yeah, we I should, missed it a little bit, so, you know. Exactly, yeah. We should, we should start doing some more episodes. I feel like we've been running for a while. We talked about a lot of things we didn't plan on. We did, yeah. we did what, a top we five? Talked to a long exactly. Time, so. We caught up over the season. We talked... Uh, Teams that could win the Super Bowl, top five running backs in the league. We talked about the NFC East. We were all over the place today. Yeah. But uh, I feel like this is a good time to wrap it up. Maybe we yeah. can talk about rookie quarterbacks oh, for sure. Next a time, different yeah. week because yeah. that's always a fun conversation. Uh, I know we both agree on that. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming back on. It's good to get the the goal to go days. Um, I, I was looking at uh, I was looking through some of our episodes from from last year, trying to find some of the funny things we talked about, and yeah, it was a pretty good show. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So yeah, we definitely got to start having you back on here more. I got to start putting out more shows, of course. Kind of slacking off with Jamie football, so kicking my ass all this work. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to add? Oh man, I love uh, the name of the Blake, uh, Blake Pace podcast. Yeah, it really puts out, puts out, it. puts out my the it's Blake great. Pace Connor McCarthy oh, podcast, oh, okay. yeah, or the Blake Pace podcast with Connor with McCarthy, featuring starring, starring Connor McCarthy. I like it. Yeah, that's what that's what we'll label it. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, everybody. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. See you guys.